front to the world. Their future together was an obsession with Michael. He wanted her, and he wasn't secure enough to allow anyone else to be aware of the fact until they were safely married, and she could be known as his wife. Three weeks ago it had all sounded so marvellous. Barbara found herself smiling. She could not stop the memories from flooding back. Thanks to a seven-day leave, Michael had been in London. Nobody, least of all herself, could resist Michael's charm. You have only one question to ask yourself, he had said. Do you love me? Barbara didn't have to think about this. She answered immediately. With all my heart, Michael, but... He quickly cut her off. No buts. Trust me. If you really love me, you'll trust me. My parents, she had hazarded. Michael had shown anger just for a moment. We've already been over that a dozen times. We'll send them a telegram. Stop being so anxious. She'd given in. But she'd never quite got rid of the apprehension. The anger had gone. The charm was back. Please, my darling, everything will be fine. I will make all the necessary arrangements. His words were spoken with conviction. In a show of determination that had impressed her and convinced her it was right for them to get married, he had repeated again and again, I love you, Barbara. I want you for my wife. It has to be like this. There is no other way, he had told her. Held close in his arms, his lips caressing her, she had done her best to put all her doubts to the back of her mind. All the same, the thoughts of her parents' disapproval bothered her still. If only she could have gone to them and asked her father's permission. But on this thought she sighed, knowing full well there would have been little chance. Her father was an unusual man, a barrister practising in the highest courts of England. His profession had allowed him to provide a protected life for her mother, herself and her two brothers. In the September of 1939, when Neville Chamberlain had spoken on the wireless, telling the nation that a state of war now existed between England and Germany, she had been 15 years old, still at a private school for young ladies in Brighton. Her brother, William, aged 21, had joined the army. Patrick, the eldest at 23, adopted for the Royal Air Force. The death of William in the early stages of the war, during the evacuation of Dunkirk in 1940, and later the news that Patrick had been shot down whilst on a raid over the Rhineland in June of 1941, had not made her parents bitter, just sad. Always loyal and devoted to each other, the pain and anguish of losing both their sons had made them supportive of each other, and as time passed, they became even more inseparable. Their attitude towards Barbara, now their only child, did, however, become little short of possessive. It was in 1942, having reached the age of 18, that Barbara announced her intention of joining the forces. Her father had argued that there really was no necessity for his only daughter to participate in the war effort. Her mother had cried. Penny Rayford and Elizabeth Warren were both friends of long standing, having been at school with Barbara. They had grown up with each other in the small village of Alfriston in East Sussex, had spent most of their school holidays together, 
and together they had decided to volunteer to work for ambulances throughout the City of London. They shared a rented flat in Parsons Green, which was the north side of Putney Bridge. Most nights, or rather in the early hours of the morning, dog-tired, the three girls would be only too glad to drop into bed. Then late in 1943, air raids by the Germans over Britain began to diminish, and they were granted leave for ten days. That was when she and Michael had first met. Barbara twisted restlessly in her corner seat of the train and gazed out of the window. Even the countryside seemed to sense that the war was over. It was a beautiful June day as the train rattled through the West Country. The sky was high, and beneath it lay peaceful fields of green, with gentle farm buildings intermittently flashing by. All the wild summer flowers were beginning to bloom along the banks.